0: This is Stephanie Hansen, and you are listening to the Makers of Minnesota, where we are talking to cool people doing cool things in the state of Minnesota. And we are in a cool spot today. We are at the Stone Arch Festival's 25th anniversary. We are in the Culinary Arts Market where we have 30 different artists that are here with their culinary products. And I'm here with Robin Frank, who's been a past podcast guest on Makers in Minnesota with Ums Cookies. How you doing? I'm good.
1: How are you? I'm
0: good. Your booth space looks real cute. Thanks. A lot of these makers, people that go to Farmer's Market, people don't have any idea the work that it takes to set up some <laughs> of these situations. So what do you
1: mean? Tell
0: me about... <laughs> like your morning this morning, like when did you get up and what did you do?
1: Started at about 6 15, went to the kitchen to load up all of our cookies with my staff. So we have like 16 cambros of cookies that we had to like load in to the thumbbug and bring down here and unload. And now we're stickering because that's what you do. Yeah, we're you put stickers on we're boxes. You're, yeah. like,
0: you're like the packager, you're the baker, yeah. you're counting the money, you're doing the accounting. Yeah, you're doing it all. We're doing it
1: all, but it's like pretty fun, you know, it's beautiful out. Here you get to like run in all your friends that you've worked with at all the other markets, so that's really like you get to schmooze while you're doing all this, yeah. which is super fun. There's a
0: collective feeling now. Yeah. The yeah. weather today it started out rainy, and let's just talk about festival weather because, yeah, that's like the only thing you can't control. Do you just pray to the weather gods like I do? Do you?
1: Yes, you're the one who's like planning this, you can't anticipate it, but we have a tent. We have sandbags and we're excited because our chocolate chip isn't going to melt in this weather. So we're okay, very excited yes. about that.
0: I suppose. So you have to worry about that kind of thing <laughs> yes, too.
1: Because we were anticipating like hot chocolate chip melty situation, yeah. but now chocolate it's chip cooler. intact. Yes. This I love This is great chocolate chip weather. So there all right, you go. Well,
0: I hope that you guys have a great day. You, do you have any new offerings today?
1: We, well, we're just doing like cones so you can mix and match all of our, our flavors, love which it. is super fun. And just look for the purple tent. Okay. We're all purpled out.
0: Thumbs cooking. Cookies, the Purple Tent. We will be back with some other makers talking about what it's like to be at an outdoor festival. Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen, and we are makers in Minnesota, and we are continuing on out at the Stone Arch Festival Culinary Arts Market. It's our 25th year, which it's hard to believe. I've worked on this festival on and off for about 16 years in different capacities, but the culinary market has been my favorite. I'm here with Tim, and he is from a local pet food company called Pet Wants.
2: Pet Wants, Minneapolis.
0: And you are kind of a different culinary artist because you're culinary for dogs. Yes. High-end premium dog food, dog treats.
2: Yeah, we're, so we're Pet Wants Minneapolis, my wife Carrie and I, and uh, we do uh, chemical-free spa products like mosquito flea and tick, so no chemicals are being applied nice. to the body, anti-itch and calming balm and a variety of things there. We make a, 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 some house-made jerky treat, beef jerky and sweet potato chips and things like that, and then we do dog food and cat food that's made with human-grade USA source ingredients that's made fresh every month, so when your dog or cat's getting their food, it always smells and tastes fresh, but more importantly, it's at peak nutrition when it's first made, So, and we offer free delivery anywhere in Twin Cities. So.
0: Okay, that's amazing. So you've got a lot of dog treats here today. Do you make the treats in your own house, or how do yeah, you? Yeah, we them? make
2: them in our in our house. In the spa products in our house, and we have a warehouse for all that food. And yeah, nice. Do now, it. do you
0: have dogs yourself or we cats? Have two
2: dogs. We have Maggie and we have Blaze. So Maggie's a rescue black lab and we think shepherd mix, and Blaze is a little sheltie.
0: So the brass tacks of like running a business in a festival. Yeah. Like, is it just? What is the risk versus reward?
2: Well, you know, obviously, you know, we're always, when we do events like this, we're trying to meet new people and introduce new people to our company and to our product. We're a mobile online business, so we don't have a brick and mortar store at this point. And, you know, so our chance to meet people, besides through social media and things like that, is to do farmer's markets, events like this. We do the Northeast Farmer's Market, which is close to here yeah. every other Saturday. So we do a lot of events all over the Twin Cities, including dog events and rescue, fundraisers and things like that.
0: I noticed that you've got CBD and hemp oil. Yeah. Has that been a big driver for for it's, business, it's, for you,
2: it's a big growing segment of our business. Um, you know, it works really in two ways. One is to help calm anxiety, hyperactivity, and the other part is pain management. So, any any health issues, like we have a dog that has arthritis of the spine, yep. so we give her CBD oil and treats quite often. Because I give it, it to, to my helps. dog yeah. who's
0: developed anxiety as she's aged.
2: Yes, so it it really is a growing segment. We have a full line of the oil and the actual treat versions.
0: Okay, when you're at a festival like this, like. How long does it take you to prep and prepare?
2: Um, You know, probably the whole week ahead of time we're prepping. Um, You know, we're ordering product probably even further out from that that we need supplies and and products. So it's probably for a big festival like this, a big two-day event, probably two weeks of work off and on and then obviously the few days before we're really focusing on making product and getting stuff ready and planning out how what we're going to bring and how we're going to bring it if
0: you were going to counsel a newbie at a festival what would you be like oh you have to do this are there like one or two things that are your just must do's
2: I'd say, you know, be really organized with what you're bringing, you know, and think about your space management ahead of time and where, you, where if you're going to have enough space to put yep. everything and tables and things like that. And I think for events like this that are so big and so there's so many people involved, like you guys sent out really good instruction manual, yep. like really be really well versed on how to load, how It's to, surprising load, to how me to how many
0: people did not read any of the stuff we yeah. sent them. And I'm like, <laughs> come on. People, this is a seventy-five thousand-person event in the middle of a city. Like, we have a lot of moving parts here with three hundred different vendors. It can't just be about you, right? Yeah,
2: right. And we, you know, and Carrie and I come from corporate careers before we started this business three years ago, so we know how that goes. When when you send out instructions, and then people sometimes don't always read it. So, so yeah, I think that really helps a lot because it gets rid of the confusion. It helps the other vendors, like that, for the vendors that follow the instructions. It helps the vendors. That are following the instructions. If you know if everyone does that, yeah. because it really creates sometimes chaos if people are driving in the wrong. Yeah, spot or and just like one random person. Yeah. Now, so,
0: an event like this is generally three to five hundred dollars, depending on the size. Yeah. In terms of like gross sales, right? What is like a good expectation? And you don't have to give me like yeah. real specifics, but. So that people can kind of figure out, well, what am I going to sell if all things come together? The weather, right. my products are good, right. there's good traffic.
2: It probably, you know, obviously depends upon the vendor and sure. uh, what their ticket average sale is yep. and things like that. I mean, for us, the way we do it is we look at the fee. We look at, you know, our margin on our products, take the fee out, estimated sales. You know, for us, for an event like this, I, you know, we would hope to do a few thousand dollars yep. for sure. I mean, you know, we'll see. It's our first time doing this particular event. We've done other big events before. Um but I think for us, for our business and probably for a lot of these vendors here, it's not just the stuff you sell today. It's you gotta think of it as you met somebody new. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we do free delivery of our dog food, cat food, C B D treats, all of our treats. So, you know, we don't measure it just on what happened today, but what happens two weeks, a month from now, like we find people that said, oh, they, where'd you meet us?
0: Yeah, they met you at the Stone Festival. Yeah, people forget that part yeah. about markets because they're like, oh, I didn't sell enough. Right. But it is a branding and marketing opportunity if you do it right. Yes. And you guys are very well merchandised. Like yeah. I can tell that you're thinking about how someone enters your booth. There's multiple levels of products right. so that it's all different eye levels. You're just really well done. You've got good graphics. Right. Um, so whenever
2: we get a new customer any new customer that orders from us online, we always ask them, where did you find nice. us? Where did you meet us? And we'll find people that'll say Stone Arch Festival or wherever we are. Yeah. So, right? And so we track that. So that ha- that's another measurement. It's not just that day sales.
0: Well, Tim, thank you for talking with you me bet. today and for being a maker in Minnesota. You get a lot of new customers and people listening to the podcast can follow up with you. What's your website?
2: Uh, petwantsminneapolis.com.
0: Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. We are back at the Stone Arch Festival for makers of Minnesota. And I am here with Dana from Angry Tomato Salsa. Hi, Dana. How you doing?
3: Good morning. How are you, Stephanie?
0: Good morning. I'm doing great. So we were talking yesterday. You are a maker that I actually met at the Minneapolis Farmers Market, had like a little preview for people. Yes. And I tried your salsa there and it was awesome. What got you into the salsa making business?
3: Well, that's fantastic to hear. Actually, when I was in college, I entered a salsa contest on a whim and actually won that contest. And then I competed in contests throughout the country for the next 16 years.
0: Wow. So you're no novice
3: no 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 <laughs> not new to the game
0: what uh, what made it that salsas was what you wanted to do with your business versus something else
3: That's that's a good question. I'm actually Italian. Okay. So I thought I'd be making, you know, spaghetti sauce or something like that. But I like I said, entered the contest, won the contest and kinda had a a good niche with the salsa and just enjoyed making different varieties and experimenting with it and loved working with the fresh produce.
0: I love it. So when you set up for a festival like this, what kind of considerations do you need to take into your mind
3: yeah the demographic okay you know the neighborhood that I'm in you know the type of you know people that are going to be coming up and trying that's out the interesting because
0: no one's mentioned that so far yet yeah that's so you're huge. a marketer absolutely I'm looking at your booth and booth and presence and marketing of the booth is a big part of this that I think is hard for people to get your booth just screams branded screams marketing I'm sure that's intentional
3: Absolutely yes, I have to give credit to uh, St. Cloud State University. I was a marketing student there and nice um, put a lot of stock in my branding, my logo, my name, my image. so thanks for noticing. I spent a lot of money you know with my initial investment doing that and it's you know getting the name out there is huge. and having be- people be able to locate you and find you market is significant.
0: All right. So if people want to find you on Facebook, how can they just look up your salsa and what other markets are you at throughout the season besides today?
3: Great question. So yes, it's Angry Tomato Salsa and I'm out on Facebook. That's where I do all my communication, but I do a number of different markets. I do the Andover Farmer's Market, Roseville. I do uh, Northeast Minneapolis, Downtown St. Paul, Apple Valley, Savage, I also will be doing the 3M campus in St. Paul.
0: Okay, you have a lot of markets, so you must have quite a staff.
3: Uh, It's my wife and I.
0: (laughs) So you just go and do it all. Yes. Excellent. Yes, I do. I love that. Well, thank you for being a guest on the podcast. Well,
3: thanks for having us here.